Welcome back. Uh, my name is Max. We're here on our Never Too Young podcast. I'm here with Reagan Hodge and our very special guest. That is maybe the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Max. Mm, I'll be mean next. All time. right, good. That's right. I never get to sit in the guest chair. I'm just going to goof off. I don't care where we're going with this conversation. This is great. And you still haven't introduced yourself. That's so right. Because I'm the guest. Maybe I shouldn't be nice. I'm going to make you do the work as the host. We're here with Scott Odom today. <laughs> oh, that's that's hurtful. We're here with Evan Semenko, the online pastor of the Simple Church, who was at one time both Reagan and I's middle school pastor. Um, we're excited to have you. Evan. And then was I high school pastor when you were coming up still? I, I was. I think I just had you as my middle school. So you were in middle school the whole time before yeah, Jonah yeah, came, yeah. and then you yeah. moved up with Jonah. Yeah, because I did high school ministry. Well, actually, when I started, I did high school ministry. We did both. We hired somebody else, and I chose to stay in middle school ministry. Everybody thought I was crazy and didn't want to, like, you know, the middle school pastor is like a demotion versus high school, right? But I love the middle school age kids. I just think that's such a critical time of life. So I chose to stay in middle school. We hired a high school pastor, Tyler Powell. Then Taylor Brent was high school, and then Taylor left, and there was about two years where I was doing both before Jonah came, so that might have just missed that a little bit, but yes, I love working with middle school students. I just think that's a really, really pivotal, important age, and both of y'all turned out fantastic. I can't take a lot of the credit. I'll say it's like 3% of my investment of y'all <laughs> turn out great as you are, and now you're podcasters, Max. You guys yes. have your first episode. This is the second one, and I am so proud of both of y'all, and just want to say it here publicly for everybody to hear that y'all are willing to figure this out and try it as high schoolers. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be right off the gate. Anybody's great at anything, but just that y'all have the ability to do this and the chance. And again, figure it out. If you like it, it's something you want to do. And people figure out and make careers out of doing stuff like this. And I am proud of y'all. I'm glad we can equip you guys, give the equipment, help you set up to do it. And really glad to be on as your second guest. Well, thank you. We're glad you're here. We're very glad you're here. So today, uh, we talked a little bit with Allie and Emma about uh, being a pastor's kid and kind of how that ties into faith and, and popularity. Which, just um, pause real quick for perspective. I'm 35. Allie was the flower girl at our wedding. We've known them the whole life. Her dad, Chip, was my youth pastor. Julie's been in our life as Mallory's life group leader now. We've known them basically from the day they were born. Went and visited Allie in the hospital. And it was really great hearing them. If you haven't heard that episode, go check it out. Yes. It is a really unique perspective. As somebody who's raising pastor's kids, I want my kids to turn out like that, to buy it figured out, because sometimes they don't always go that way. It doesn't <laughs> always work out that way. So it was a really, really good first episode. And I think, Max, you should link it in the show notes. That w We'll do that. It's oh, going to be there. That's right. Yeah, Evan's going to show me how to do that. <laughs> um, but so today we want to talk a little bit more about popularity, but really about public faith and, you know, kind of the perspective that Reagan and I has have as, as students now. And um, Evan growing up as a kid in church and Evan um, kind of being around in that and now raising kids uh, in that same sort of environment. They're, they're a little bit younger than Reagan and I, uh, but raising them to, to be public in their faith and to kind of proclaim that out. So... Um, I have a question, Reagan, and I will both answer this, and Evan, maybe if you'll answer on, on what you, when you look back at your high school days. No, um, I won't. All right, well, never mind. <laughs> um, but Reagan, I want to ask you, so how public do you think your faith is? I don't mean on a scale of 1 to 10, but when you really talk about how public your faith is, what does that mean to you? Yeah, okay, well, I mean, I've tried to make it as public as I can, you know, not just in me going around telling people, like, hey, just to let you know, I love Jesus, <laughs> like, you know, um, but, you know, I try my best to make that known in my actions, you know, I have my TikTok that I post my devotionals on, and um, sometimes... What's that handle? Give us that handle. 
handle? What's your TikTok handle? What's your name on TikTok? Oh, I think it's just Reagan.Hodge. And we'll put a link to that in show notes, too. Because yes. you're a great follow on TikTok. <laughs> and on Facebook, because, you know, I have my... My grandparents and my <laughs> great That hurts my uncles. soul <laughs> to hear you talk about Facebook in that way and how old I am. Yes, but, you know, I try to do some posts on there as well. And I'm an FCA leader, so I just, everything I do at school, I try to make it very known. You know, I am a follower of Christ, so, yeah, I say pretty public. <laughs> so I agree. I think, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, in this we're in a series right now in the high school ministry called Be Real. And mm-hmm. part of that, you know, it's social media. Um, we talk about social media a lot in our in our life groups. We've been talking about social media, um, and I think that's the positive side of social media is how public we get to be with our faith when we're not around anybody, uh, whether it's you know posting devotionals or just sharing something. Um, but I agree. I think that a lot of uh, public Christians or people that you might know are Christians as a student that I see, it's a lot of they have an, a Bible verse in their Instagram bio, they wear a cross around their neck, and they go to church. But um, when you when you really go through your actions, so Reagan mentioned she's a she's an FCA officer at Houghton. Uh, I'm an FCA officer at Airline. I'm the chaplain for the football team, uh, so I get the same kind of opportunities. And uh, actually, for me, the other day we were in, I'm in College Western Civilization. A lot of that is about religion, and we we're going through. Um, this thing. It was kind of going through questions and we were just saying our opinions on them. And I prefaced one of my answers to the questions with, well, this is faith-based, but... And my teacher kind of stopped me and he goes, we know you don't have to say that. Um, kind of just that I've... I've, I've somehow I've made it obvious enough that everything I say is going to be to an extent based on faith. And I think that's something important because it gives um, other people, it gives people an opportunity. They, they think that or they know that you're a person they can go to with a question. Because um, I remember I went and I I did a devotional, about a 10-minute kind of message with the football team before one of their football games. And it was the first one I had done. And as we're walking out, the team's walking. It was their pregame meal. We're walking out of the cafeteria, and I'm walking with them. And a couple of the guys, you know, they'd come up and, and said, good job or whatever, or kind of talk to me about it. But then I hear one of the football players say to his group of friends, he's like, yeah, over the summer I, I got baptized and I accepted Christ as my Savior. And, and so me being public in my faith as a student gave him an outlet and an opportunity to talk about something with his friends that maybe he usually wouldn't have talked about. And so I don't know how it, is, how it was for you, um, Evan, but if you'd kind of tell us about what your experience was like in high school. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah, I was an FCA officer as well at Airline High School. It's been a little bit longer. Not much in the sense that has changed of – you know the people, right, that are Christians and that are trying to live the right way. Not perfect. None of us are perfect. But then there's the people who go to youth group. And then you, as the high schooler, right, you know they're like, oh, I, I saw what you were doing yesterday. Or, oh, yeah, I know kind of what yours going on. And it's a it's a tension because both of you guys, again, I know y'all. I've heard you. We've given you this platform because I am very impressed with how you're following your faith. You're trying to figure this out. And as a teenager, I was a youth group kid. I was always there. That was the only thing I really did in high school. That was extracurricular. I started interning when I was 14 for Chip Mitchell, who was my boss, the high school pastor. Worked there every summer and got paid $50 a week to work 40 hours a week and then work for free during the year. They couldn't pay me as an intern. I just would go up after school and did announcement videos and eventually got to speak and get to share and do those different things. So I was all in youth group. I think for me... What Simple Church really did and what changed as even just a pastor trying to figure this out, it's easy to get caught up in judgment and looking and trying to figure this out. And I think what's really cool, like you being with the football team, you're not a football player. Correct. You're doing that. There's probably football players that are not necessarily living for the Lord. Mm -hmm. They're making those choices. But you are in that world. You are in with their space. You're getting to know them. They're getting to know you. And then when something happens, when there's a 
an issue or a chance, like you said, that that guy wants to speak about something, you can be that person that they know they can go to. And for me, I went a little bit more the pharisaical route of I got super into church and then started wanting to go deeper and wanting to learn more things and do this. And I've always been the book nerd, was a great student, yada, yada. But for me, it was, okay, I think I'm better than other people. And the the danger, the risk was you put yourself on a pedestal, you think you're better, you think you know these different things. And I'm not saying either of y'all have, but I think it's a tension for everybody that starts following God is – we want to be holy. We want to be set apart. We want to do these things. But at the same time, God loves people. God loves sinners. I being the most of one. God loves the people that we look down on or that have bad reputations or that we think aren't doing the right thing. And it came to a head one time when in a Wednesday night youth group with Chip, who was my high school pastor, I started going to another church on a Tuesday night. I was going twice a week. And I corrected him in front of everybody. He's like, that's not right. That verse isn't used in that right context. And kind of smarted off to Chip. And so we had a side meeting with Chip, who was the high school pastor. Justin was over family ministry later because I was an intern. I'd work for him. I was like a junior. Got a little big for my britches. And that has always stood out for me of it's an arrogance that can go along with that. So if you're the youth group kid, if you're the church kid, if you're the one that's thinking about that, what Simple Church has done and what has really challenged me is God loves the person drinking on Saturday he doesn't want you to necessarily go and be tempted and be in the situation where you're putting yourself in that as a high schooler, but we can't shun those people or make them not feel welcome or not feel accepted or not be kind to them and kind of stick our noses up. And so as we talk about popularity, I was never popular. <laughs> I was not in any kind of way, shape, or form a popular kid, but I do now, looking back, think about, okay, God, you are working in me. You are preparing me. I wanted to go into ministry, and how can I learn and grow some of the experiences and be better to help other people? Because my heart was to help other people, not to be prideful or boosted up in doing that. So that's a long-winded answer. It's a long way of saying that both of you guys and what I hope and that I'm trying to teach as a youth pastor when I was a youth pastor are public with your faith. You're living out your faith, but it's through kindness. It's through love. It's through making people feel welcome and accepted, not beating somebody into submission or yelling right. at them or making them feel guilty and shame, if that makes sense. Well, I think that's a, we actually talked about this and I don't, I'm not trying to get political at all, but we were talking in that same class that same day about um, leadership and we we're talking about Machiavelli and his ideas behind leadership. Mm. And a lot of it is, you know, win at all costs, right? You don't need to be a good person as long as you win. And one of the things we talked about, and I brought this up was, you know, to me, the best kind of leader is a servant leader. Mm. We're talking about how many presidents were really servant leaders. I don't think very many. Um, <laughs> I think m most people in that position of power are not um, always the most humble. Um, but one of the things my teacher, he pulled me aside and said to me, he said he didn't want to say it in front of everybody. Um, but we talked about this idea that, you know, nowadays I think we think, oh, well, this per look at what this person is doing or this president is saying or, or, or this whoever, whatever they're doing, and we, we look at them and say, they're definitely not a Christian. How, what, I'm not, I wouldn't support their leadership. They're not act acting like a faithful person. But we forget that today, just like in the Bible, God uses super, super, super imperfect people hmm. um, to carry out what he wants. And a lot of times in the Bible you see that God would use people who weren't believers just to prove that he was God. And I thought that was a really good point because it makes you really think about, okay, I think God would use me, right, in my school because I'm faithful and I, I try very hard. I'm not perfect, but I, I, I put an effort in. But although God, God might use me, I shouldn't discredit the person who doesn't believe in God or maybe has a, a, a weaker faith or, or who doesn't 
try and live it out as much as I do, I shouldn't discredit them because God can use them just as equally because that's his power. Right. Mm. And I think there's a difference there, like you said, and not trying to be like a Pharisee and look down upon people, because I think one of the things I wanted to talk about here was was how do we how are we public in our faith without being offensive in our faith? Yeah. And I think that's part of it is when you when you start and you're founded in love and in kindness, then it's a it's a whole different ball game because people see that. I think that when you go to somebody saying, "Hey, can I pray for you?" or "Hey, can let me let me tell you about this story in the Bible," and you do it out of love, then people see that it's out of love. But when you do it publicly, just so people see that you're Christian, but it's out of hate, it's like, "Hey, I saw you were drinking on Saturday. Can I tell you about um, King David? He was really great, but then he fell into sin, and that was pretty crappy of him." And this is where you're going, so you better shape up. Or you're going to hell, right? Right, exactly. And I think that's the. The thing that I mean, we think like, all these stories are here. That's what turns people away from church. Uh, that's what turns people away from faith is that imperfect human side. Um, but I think we can. There is a, a way to do it that's founded in love because that's what Jesus did. You know, mm-hmm. if he had gone to the woman at the well and said, "Hey, you're doing all these things bad, and also you're you're just bad. You're, there's no way in fix. I'm just letting you know now. You're you're pretty bad." That'd be really good in a message for student ministry. <laughs> Somebody should use that. Yeah, maybe they should. That'd oh, be yeah. interesting. Hey. Um, I actually just thought about that, and that is a great point, Max, of who Jesus was. And when you really read the Bible, it is hard to walk away to see over and over again how Jesus treated people, what he said, and say. You know what? Jesus was really kind of judgmental jerk. He was kind. He was patient. He was loving. He was forgiving. He was understanding. And if we're trying to be like Jesus, Christian means little Christ, we're supposed to do that. But Reagan, I feel like you haven't gotten a word in a while. Two very chatty guys over here. <laughs> Reagan, what do you think about all that? Um, well, like what y'all said about, you know, coming to people without being offensive, mm. you know, and like the Bible says the greatest commandment is love. And, you know, y'all already said it people are going to listen to you when you do come out of that place of love that place of kindness that place of understanding because we're people people want to feel loved they want to feel comforted they want to feel understood and if we come out of that place of like you're doing this wrong and you know sometimes we're coming out of a place of hypocrisy as well Mm. and i love to tell people you know we love to act like sins are on a hierarchy and that our sins aren't as bad as other people's mm-hmm. sins because we're Christian. And um, I feel like other people outside the church can see that as well and be like, wow, well, I don't want to go to church because they're hypocrites. And so I always try to remember, you know, my sins are not any better than anyone else's. And I feel like a lot of times we try to think like that. Uh, uh, you know, what they did is way worse than what I did, but no. It makes us feel better. Yeah. Right. It's back to pride. Yeah. We puff ourselves up. Yes, it's so true. So really just coming out of that place of love and making sure that person knows that we truly do love them mm-hmm. before we try to, you know, sway them in any way or try right. to, you know, teach them anything. Hey, I love you. Jesus loves you. And that's it, period. There is no but. There is no except. It's just Jesus loves you, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know. And I think I... I agree 100%, of course, but for me, I think I'm almost on the opposite side of, and I, I think this might is a better thing. He disagrees with everything you just said. <laughs> exactly. He does I think not Jesus, think God yeah, is love. Completely different. <laughs> I think we should be hateful. Um, but I, I, I kind of see it as when I walk into a room, even if it's a room of not a single believer, I always think that I'm the worst sinner. Mm-hmm. I have this, and I don't know if it's shame, or it's guilt, and it's these things, but I kind of always... Um, 
think that I've done the worst, right? Even if I know, I'm looking at somebody that I know a lot about their life and they've done, I don't want to say worse things than me, but they do those sort of, you know, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll kind of <laughs> right. sins. The big sins, yeah, quote unquote, that right. we like to put on the hierarchy, like Reagan says. But I still will look at myself as the worst sinner. And so for me, one of the things that I struggle with sometimes is, even though I'm public in my faith, when God calls me to something, when God calls me to share with somebody or share in a certain way that I'm not necessarily comfortable with or used to, um, a lot of times I'm I'm more hesitant. And I get nervous because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, and it's especially when I'm around um, people who either just hide their sins better mm-hmm. or, you know, they, they have a... a uh, a facade around them that is, oh, they're they're just they're really good. They don't sin very much, right? Mm. And so I struggle when it's going when it's sharing with those people because I'm 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 nervous about judgment, um, and I'm better about that now. But I just for me, it's it's a struggle to um, to kind of deal because sometimes I feel like I hold myself back, and then I think about it later, and I'm like, oh, I had an opportunity to pray with this person. Mm. Oh, I had an opportunity to share with this person. I should have said this to them. I should have shared this piece of scripture. Um, so I don't know if you, you can relate on any level, but. Yeah, and I I was about to say, I think a lot of that can come out of a place of comparison as well, because Mm -hmm. I know I can look at people in our student ministry, and I'm like, well, let's take Hannah Grace, for example. I look at her like, that girl's my role model. (laughs) I'm like, this is the sweetest girl I have ever met. She is so awesome. And I feel like we can look at people like that and be like, oh, dang, like I'm not as good. Um, I'm going to let them do this. And then I feel like, Sometimes when God asks us to do something, we can, like you said, be hesitant and say, no, 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 like, I'm not good enough. Like, you know, you could use this other person, not me, because they would be way better at this than I am. But, you know, God called us to a specific pur- a specific purpose um, designed uniquely for what he wanted us to do because he made us all with this one purpose. And he had it all planned out before we were even born to this earth. And nothing could ever stop us from that nothing could ever separate us from that purpose because he made that for us right yeah. and so one of the things i i saw that you just reminded me of this and i saw this yesterday um and it's just a a thing on some instagram account and it just says that um you had a purpose before anyone had an opinion mm-hmm. um and i think that's really good because i i struggle with that a lot about what people are thinking about me um, or if the way that I've interpreted some scripture or, or, or the message that God puts on my heart is something that maybe somebody doesn't agree with. It's so like when we're at FCA or whatever and I'm kind of speaking and somebody gives me a look or something and maybe it's just their face, but I'm looking at it and, I'm, and I automatically am like, oh, what did I say wrong? Oh my gosh, I feel mm-hmm. like that person has been involved in church a lot longer than me. They probably know more and I start, you know, my mind starts to run. Um, but I think, you know, that like you said, God has anointed our plan and set our path Um before we were even thought of by anybody on this earth. And so I think that's something really important to remember and, and gives me a little bit more confidence in, in what God gives me the ability to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just jump in because I think about the Apostle Paul says that I'm the worst sinner. <laughs> and this is the guy who literally wrote most of the New Testament is the reason 99% of us listening are Christians because he went out to the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people, which most of us listening probably are not Jewish. And he literally changed the whole course of human history and the things that he wrote and what he would share with us that's lived on was how he was tough on himself. He was a sinner. He was the one that did not have all these great gifts and abilities. And it's such a 
such a balance because for you guys, I'm super proud of y'all for putting yourselves out there for trying to do a podcast, making those TikToks. I'm sure people will say stuff or make fun of you or do whatever, and you're risking something by putting yourself out. Max being a leader, going and doing that, being around the football guys. There's probably some guys that roll their eyes and are not into what you're saying and doing that. It's high school. It's complicated. It's hard for anybody going through high school. But y'all almost put a target on your backs by stepping out, by being bold. It does hold you to a certain higher standard. But God is going to use that. And God has worked in my life, and I'm so thankful that I did those things. And now looking back 18 years after high school, I can see how that laid a foundation. You would live in the right way. Sometimes you feel like you're missing out on stuff. Sometimes you feel like other people don't like you or you're in high school. It's whatever. But as you get older, as you grow up, as you start a family, you're never regretful of the times you followed God and did what you felt like was the right Mm -hmm. thing. You regret a lot of other stuff. And when you're working on this now, when y'all have gotten it now at 17, 18 years old, you've got it figured out and you're such an advantage of other people who are going to start to have regrets, who are going to have pain, who are going to have hurt that you guys can avoid by living God's way. And that is such a big deal. And that's what I want for both of you. That's what I want for anybody listening, student or parent. If you found this podcast and you're trying to figure this out as a youth pastor, I spent a lot of my life trying to help students to realize that because it's not like we want to just be a killjoy. We don't want you to not have fun. But if you're drinking at 14, 15, 16, you're probably on a path where you're going to go and need that alcohol more and become addicted or have these problems. If you're going and hooking up with everybody that you can find, you're going to have baggage and relationship hurts and doing these things. And the world, quote unquote, everybody else that's out there really doesn't care about you a whole lot. And it's not really going to be worried about the consequences of how your life shakes out 5, 10, 15 years from now. But by following God, by trying to do the things that he says, by avoiding some of those things now, you might feel like you don't get invited to parties. You don't really go and fit in. You might not be friends with those people. And maybe you're not quote unquote popular, but you'll never regret when you've done what God has laid out for you to do in your life. I agree. And I think when you really... Yeah, kids are going to roll their eyes, and people are going to be frustrated. And I remember when I was running for student council, people would say stuff like that. Like one kid was like, I'm not voting for Max. He's going to force us to have Bible study every morning, which I thought was a funny <laughs> thing that you think I can do. Um, now, I think he meant it as an insult. I took it as a compliment. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. able to be known for that, and that's something that, that people realize about me. Um, but I think that when you really do, like we said, ma- found – when you're founded in faith, but when your faith is founded in love and not in judgment, um, I think you are more popular because, okay, you might not cuss and you might not go out and drink and do those things. You might not be popular outside of school, but I think when you walk the halls, people appreciate being you being kind. Mm-hmm. The, and the people, I don't want to say the people that matter, everyone matters, but the people that are going to matter to you um, in your heart and the people that in the long run like you want to surround you, they're going to appreciate that. And right. I think there's so many people that, that need that love, whether it's just a smile or a, Hey, how you doing? Or a, Hey, I just want to, I've been praying for you. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, it means something to people because there's a lot of people with the absence of that love. Mm -hmm. And because they don't know God's love, that's a, that's a hole in their heart that can only be filled by God's love. And we get to be that, that kind of thing there to fill that up. God uses us in mysterious ways. Max, I've known you both a long time. I will just go and say, I think Reagan is nicer than you. She's just (laughs) one of the nicest people I know. So, Reagan, talk a little bit about that, of how you treat people in your school and how that comes across. I was just about to say, you know, I get into class with some people who I know aren't Christian, don't go to church, anything like that. And um, like I said before, I try to make that known with my actions first. And then I 
think it's so amazing because these people will come and ask me, why are you the way you are? Why, why are you so nice? And I'm like, oh, this is my chance. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I was like, I have Jesus. And, you know, Jesus just really fills me with this abundant joy that I truly just can't even begin to explain. And it, you know, even if I can't get these people to go to church, it plants this little seed inside their head. And, you know, eventually they're going to come back to it and be like, huh, well, and they're going to think about it and be like, this person was so nice, and she said it was because of Jesus. And that people really just crave that kindness and that love. Like you were saying, people just want to be loved. And when they start seeing a trend of, you know, wow, these people who love Jesus, like they love me. And, you know, there are some people who everyone else in the school could be like, nah, that kid is weird. <laughs> and then you have... I was that kid. That's <laughs> what people say about me. <laughs> he was the kid. And then you have these people who love Jesus who open their arms to them, and then they're like, wow. Like, the people who may other people may think of as judgmental, like, I'm getting to see them as this loving, welcoming person who is taking me in. And then they start to form this new idea of what Christianity is because it is love. God is love. They start to see that, and that starts, you know, like I said, put that seed in their mind. Yeah. That's great. I agree, and I I think that, you know, like we said, everybody wants to be loved. Mm. Um, I think that that all people want to be loved, but I think it's a whole different thing to desire to be loved correctly Mm -hmm. Um, because I think a lot of people – want love and then they find it kind of like you said in the wrong place it's in alcohol it's in partying it's in uh relationships and doing things in those relationships that are premature um or it's in just worldly things but i think people you know they start to come to this realization that they want to be loved in a different kind of way and they don't realize a lot of the time it takes that some God. longer than others <laughs> right um and i think they everyone continues to look for it right on your journey to that to, to finding God you but some people I think come to the realization I need a different kind of love but they still don't know that it's God they just don't have that opportunity they didn't grow up in that home or around those people and so we get to be that that kind of just the middleman yeah. um, mm-hmm. that shows them how to be loved correctly and what that means it's a great mystery of why a perfect God wants to use imperfect us he mm-hmm. could have done it anyway he could have just sent angels to do all this and take care of stuff for him. He could have just let a bunch of Jesuses like clone him a million times and walk <laughs> around who would have been perfect. But for whatever reason, God created a system where he wants to use us, you and the two of you and the pe- every person listening. God wants to use us to bring heaven to earth. I was just reading the Lord's Prayer with Nora this morning. We tried to do a little devotional before school, my daughter, and we are here. The reason you're not zapped into heaven immediately is because we are supposed to make earth more like heaven. It can be hellish some days. <laughs> it can be tough. It can yeah. be all the things that are negative and bad and pessimistic that you think about. But as believers, we're supposed to bring love, kindness, patience, peace, all of those things into your campuses if you're students, into your workplaces if you're an adult listening. That is why you're here. And I think it's tough, especially in high school. It's been a while now for me, but I remember, and I've had conversations with students over the years over and over again where it feels like, well, everybody else is getting the stuff they want. They have a boyfriend or girlfriend. Why can't I have one if I'm doing the right thing? They have all the success. They get to be popular. They get to be where up front and people are talking about them. Why does that not happen to me? 
and it's really tough in the short term. But as it comes with age, as I sound like an old fogey telling you <laughs> teenagers now, it really does seem like a very short part of life in perspective. But how you treat people, who you are, your character, what you develop now in high school is going to affect the rest of your life and a lot of more choices more than being popular in high school. Okay. And what you said about, like, the waiting and, you know, people kind of getting discouraged, I always remember this verse from Romans, and I can't remember it exactly, but, you know, like, it said, like, patience builds perseverance and then perseverance builds character. And I always love to remember that because so many times we like to look at our um, our life as a place of what do I not have right now and mm-hmm. then not what we do have, which we do have a loving God who has a plan for us. But then later in life we start to see how these things that we didn't have or these things that happened to us built our character and they made us who we are. God has this plan who is going to make us more like him. And that that is his plan to build us up to make us more like him. And sometimes in that process in that process we feel like we are being broken down but we come back stronger and so i just i just want to add that and i think that i might have said this on the last one but and even if i'll say it again that um if if god is going to make you christ-like he's going to put you through some of the Mm -hmm. things that jesus went through which is Um, pretty tough yeah yeah (laughs) watch passion of the christ if you've never watched that it is a challenging movie to Mm -hmm. see the cross and the crucifixion what that was it's a it's one thing to s- talk about it and see it and whatever in church, but to see the actual depiction of yeah. how horrible crucifixion was and the awful things that Jesus went through for us, it puts it in a good perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, we didn't do this last time, but I want to try this maybe, um, is to just close this, close this podcast in prayer. And time flew by, Max. It did. It went fast. I'm looking at this clock right here. That was <laughs> quick. Um, and just to kind of do that, to pray for anybody who's listening, to pray for us sitting at this table right now. Um, so yeah, if y'all just join me in a quick prayer. Real quick, before you do oh, that, just, just one last thought. He doesn't like prayer. It's fine. I know, yeah, I don't know, but I really <laughs> do, and I think it's weird in an online world, in an online era, you could be listening to this podcast in 2055. I mean, we have no idea. Mm-hmm. And so the mystery of this is, as Max is praying for you, as he's praying for us, as he's praying for the person listening, just know that wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, it's not... It doesn't count less <laughs> that mm. God is bigger than us. We don't know who's hearing this. The reason we put things on the internet is not look at us. We're great. We have this podcast. We're smarter than everybody else. I hope that's not why y'all are doing it. We can talk later. Okay, it. yeah, no, well, I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is to help somebody. And if you hear this, and as Max prays for you, we don't understand. But God, through the Holy Spirit, is speaking in you through your ears, listening to this podcast, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And it doesn't make sense. The prayer still counts. It is real. And if you want to talk to somebody, if you want to reach out, please send us a message. Go and do to find Simple Church online where it's super easy to find. And know that we would love to pray for you individually. I would love to pray for you. The Jonah and the student ministry, the high school, if you're a teenager, come to find a real person. But use this chance now to listen to this prayer through microphones and bits and ones and zeros that somehow is going to be in your ear now, in your life, and let God move in that. So that's my thing about online prayer, Max. Hopefully now this you is a pray. good prayer. <laughs> no for pressure. For all the people in 2055, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's pray. Uh, Father, we thank you for your love and for your eternal and, and everlasting grace. Um, God, I just pray for, for people. Um, I just I pray for Reagan and I and every, every student that might be listening um, that we can be public in our faith, God, um, that we can be profound and, and open 
uh, because it's so important to be open and to be vulnerable because it shows people, um, just like the story of Paul, God, that you, you changed him. You made him a new man and, and that he was founded in you. And God, that we too can be transformed um, and how much that means. Uh, God, I pray for all the, the parents listening and the adults listening um, that you don't have to start faith when you're young. It, it never it doesn't count for anything more. Um, if I'm here as a 17-year-old and you're listening and you're 45, it doesn't matter, God. Um, because you are able to change us all, and I just thank you for that, and I just pray for, for all the adults listening that they know that it's not too late for them. Um, God, I just pray um, that, that our faith would be so public, um, like Reagan said, God, through our actions, that we don't preach just through our words, God, but the way that we act and carry ourselves and, and interact with people day to day in every uh, small conversation that we have, um, God, that it would be just so evident um, of our love for you um, and our conviction to the faith, God. Um, all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, good job, y'all. I'm yeah. excited to keep listening to new episodes. Yes. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of y'all. Thank you for listening wherever you are. Support them. Share it. Post it. Let them know. Share it with some other teenagers, especially, is who this is for. Max and Reagan, good job. Keep it real simple.